ಅಥಸತ್ತಾಶೀತಿತಮಸ್ಸರ್ಗ ಗುಹಸ್ಯ ವಚನ ಶ್ರುತ್ವೃಷಮ ಪ್ರಿಯ ಧ್ಯಾನ ಜಗಾಮ ತತ್ರೈವ್ರುತಮ್ರಿಯ ಸುಕುಮಾರೋ ಮಹಾಸತ್ವಸ್ಕಂಧೋ ಮಹಾಭುಜ ಪುಂಡರೀಕ ವಿಶಾಲಾಕ್ಷಸ್ತರುಣ ಪ್ರಿಯ ದರ್ಶನ ಪ್ರತ್ಯಾಶ್ವಸ್ಯಮುಹೂರ್ತ ಕಾಲಂ ಪರಮದುರ್ಮಣ ಸಸಾದ ಸಹಸಾತ್ರೈರ್ಹೃದಿವಿಧ ಇವ ದ್ವಿಪ ಭರತ ಮೂರ್ಛಿತ ದೃಷ್ಟ ವಿವರ್ಣವದನೋ ಗುಹ ಬಭೂವ ವ್ಯಥಿತೂಮಿ ಕಂಪೇಯ್ರುಮ ತದವಸ್ಥಂ ತು ಭರತ ಶತ್ರುಘ್ನೋಣಂತರಸ್ಥಿತ ಪರಿಶ್ವಜ್ಯರುರೋದೋಚ್ಚೈರ್ವಿಸಂಶೋಕರ್ಷಿ ತತಃಸರ್ವಾಸಮೇತುರ್ಮಾತರೋ ಭರತ ಉಪವಾಸಕೃಷಾದೀನಾ ಭರ್ತೃವ್ಯಸನಕರ್ಷಿ ತಂಪತಿ ಭೂಮೋರುದ್ಯಪರ್ಯವಾರಯನ್ ಕೌಸಲ್ಯಾತ್ಮನುಸೃತ್ಯೈನುರ್ಮಣಾಶ್ವಜೆ ವತ್ಸಲಾತ್ಸಮುಪಗುಹ್ಯ ತಪಸ್ವಿ ಪರಿಪ್ರಚ್ಛ ಭರತ ಮೃದತಿ ಶೋಕಲಾಲಸಾ ಪುತ್ರವ್ಯಾಧಿರ್ನತೆ ಕಚ್ಚಿಚ್ಛರೀರ ಪ್ರತಿಬಾಧತೆ ಅಸ್ಯಕುಲಸ್ಯಾಧ್ಯತ್ವದೀನ ಹಿ ಜೀವಿತ ದೃಷ್ಟ ಪುತ್ರ ಜೀವಾಮಿರಾಮೇ ಸಭ್ರಾತೃಕೆ ಗತೆ ವೃತ್ತೆ ದಶರಥೇರಾಜ್ಞನಾಥ ಏಕಸ್ತ್ವಮ್ಯನ ಕಚ್ಚಿನ್ನ ಲಕ್ಷ್ಮಣೇ ಪುತ್ರಶ್ರುತೇ ಕಿಂಚಿದ ಪ್ರಿಯ ಪುತ್ರೇ ವಾಹ್ಯೇಕಪುತ್ರ ಸಹ ಭಾರ್ಯೇ ವನಂಗತೆ ಸಮುಹೋರ್ತ ಸಮಾಶ್ವಸ್ಯ ರುದನ್ನೇವ ಮಹಾಯಶ ಕೌಸಲ್ಯಾಂ ಪರಿಸಾಂತ್ವೇದ ಗುಹಂ ವಚನಮ್ರವೀತ್ ಭ್ರಾತ ಮೇಕ್ವಾವಸದ್ರಾತ್ರೌ ಕ್ವಸೀತಾಕ್ವಚ ಲಕ್ಷ್ಮಣ ಅಸ್ವಪಚ್ಛಯನೇಕಸ್ಮಿನ್ಕಿಂಭುಕ್ವಾಗುಹಶಂಸೇ ಸೋಬ್ರವೀತ್ ಭರತ ಹೃಷ್ಟೋ ನಿಷಾಧಿಪತಿರ್ಗುಹ ಯದ್ವಿಧಂ ಪ್ರತಿಪೇದೆ ಚ ರಾಮೇ ಪ್ರಿಯಹಿತೆ ತಿಥೌ ಅನ್ನಮುಚ್ಚಾವಚಂ ಭಕ್ಷ್ಯಾಲಾ ವಿವಿಧಿ ಚಾಮ್ಯವಹಾರಾ ಬಹುಶೋಪಹೃತ ತತ್ಸರ್ವಂ ಪ್ರತ್ಯನುಜ್ಞಾಸೀದ್ರಾಮ ಸತ್ಯಪರಾಕ್ರಮ ನಿ ತತ್ಪ್ರತ್ಯಗೃಹಾತ್ಸಕ್ಷತ್ರಧರ್ಮನುಸ್ಮರನ್ ನಹ್ಯಸ್ಮಿಗ್ರಾಹ್ಯಂ ಸಖೇದೇಯಂತು ಅಣುನೀತ ಮಹಾತ್ಮನ ಲಕ್ಷ್ಮಣೇನ ಯದೀತ ಪೀತಂ ವಾರಿ ಮಹಾತ್ಮನ ಔಪವಾಸ್ಯಂ ತದಾಕಾರ್ಷೀದ್ರಾಘವಸ್ಸಹಸೀತೆಯ ತತಸ್ತು ಜಲಶೇಷೇಣ ಲಕ್ಷ್ಮಣೋಪ್ಯಕರೋತ್ತದ್ಯತಾಸ್ತೇತ್ರಯಸ್ಸಂಧ್ಯಾಂಸಮುಪಾಸಂತಸಂಹ
अतंद्रितर्ज्ञातिरात्मकर्मुकर्महेन्द्रकमेमद्राणे वाकिव्ये अयोध्याकांडे सप्ताशीतिमसर्ग Ayodhyakanda Canto 87 Overwhelmed with grief to hear from the mouth of Guha how his two brothers got their hair entangled into a mass Bharata falls unconscious on the ground On regaining consciousness he dispatches Guha to reassure mother Kausalya who is filled with apprehension about the safety of Shri Rama and his party on hearing of Bharata's swoon and apprise her of its real cause and also of Shri Rama's welfare. While doing so, Guha also tells her how Shri Rama and Sita lay down on a bed of kusha grass prepared by Lakshmana with his own hands when the party broke journey at Shringaverapura and how Guha with Lakshmana kept watch the whole night for the protection of Shri Rama and Sita. Hearing the report of Guha about Shri Rama's matted locks of hair which was most disagreeable to hear Bharata began to think deeply of Shri Rama alone of whom that unpleasant news was heard by him as it made him apprehensive that Shri Rama might not return to Ayodhya now that he had entangled his hair into a mass Having remained composed a while the mighty armed prince Bharata for his part who though tender of body was possessed of extraordinary strength whose shoulders resembled a lion's and who had eyes big as a lotus and who was both young and pleasing of appearance suddenly sank to the ground extremely sad at heart like an elephant pierced with goads seeing bharata unconscious guha felt shaken at that time like a tree during an earthquake and his face grew pale embracing bharata lying in that unconscious state shatrugna for his part who stood nearby got nonplussed stricken as he was with grief and loudly cried then rushed together all the mothers of bharata they were emaciated through fasting looked miserable and felt afflicted due to separation from their husband shedding tears they surrounded bharata fallen on the ground approaching him sad at heart kausalya for her part hugged him pressing him to her bosom as a cow does its own calf that exceedingly thoughtful lady who was totally given up to grief question bharata in the following words shedding tears all the time i hope no ailment of any kind afflicts your body in fact the life of this entire royal household hinges on you looking on you alone my son do i survive rama with his brother lakshmana having left for the forest and king dasharatha your father having expired you alone are our protector today i hope nothing unwelcome has been heard by you regarding lakshmana or my own son rama i having only one son who has proceeded to the forest with his consort 
Returning to his normal self after an hour or so and consoling Kausalya with the assurance that nothing unwelcome had been heard with reference to Lakshmana or Sri Rama, Bharata, the highly illustrious prince, spoke weeping all the same to Guha as follows. Where did my elder brother Sri Rama stay during the night? Where did Sita spend the night and where Lakshmana? On what kind of bed and eating what did he repose? Tell me this, O Guha. Questioned thus, Guha, the ruler of the Nishadas, thereupon joyfully told Bharata in the following words what kind of arrangement he had made for feeding and reposing his beloved and kind guest. Boiled rice of various kinds, other foods requiring mastication and fruits of every description were brought by me in abundance to the presence of Sri Rama for his repast. Sri Rama, of unfailing prowess, accepted all that for my pleasure and returned it to me. Bearing in mind the duty of a Kshatriya who is not permitted by the Shastras to accept a gift, much less on the bank of a holy river. However, he did not partake of it. No gift in any case is to be accepted by us Kshatriyas, my friend. A gift can only be made by us. In these words, were we all pacified by that high-souled prince. That water alone, which was brought by Lakshmana, was drunk by the high-souled prince. Along with Sita, Sri Rama, a scion of Raghu, then observed a fast for the day. Then Lakshmana too forthwith slaked his thirst by means of the water that was left over. All the three, Sri Rama, Lakshmana and Sumantra, duly worshipped the deity presiding over the evening twilight silently together. After that, fetching blades of kusha grass himself, Lakshmana, for his part, promptly prepared a sacred bed for Sri Rama, a scion of Raghu. Sri Rama sat down on the bed with Sita and washing the feet of Sri Rama and Sita, Sri Rama's with his own hands and Sita's by giving water to her, the celebrated Lakshmana moved to a distance. This is the foot of the same Ingudi tree and these are the same blades of kusha grass where and on which Sri Rama and Sita both reposed that night. Fastening at his back, one on each side, a pair of quivers fully packed with arrows and donning gloves about his hands and wielding a large stringed bow, Lakshmana, a tormentor of his foes, for his part remained walking around Sri Rama during the night singly. Wielding excellent arrows and bow, I too remained posted where the aforesaid Lakshmana kept moving, carefully guarding Sri Rama, who vied with Indra, with my vigilant kinsmen carrying bows in their hands. Thus ends Canto 87 in the Ayodhya Kanda of the glorious Ramayana of Valmiki, the work of a Rishi and the oldest epic.